Egale, brothers and sisters. Egale to all the elders out there. Good evening. You're listening to Ia Africa Speaks. I am Ia Africa. And today we're going to be talking about a few concepts, a few concepts of and perspectives of what we call time. And a few other things that may come off my head and I may decide to talk about because it one thing leads me to another. So, again, you're listening to Ia Africa Speaks. This podcast is brought to you by House of Iyamiyaje. Uh, House of Iyamiyaje, their mission statement is... We exist to obliterate the psychological chains that have been purposely fitted to the head of the African female and male born in the diaspora. We strive to eradicate spiritual poverty by imparting divine inspiration, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding to this nation of Africans born in the diaspora who have lost their cultural way. Our charge is to embody and shine a most brilliant light which bypasses flesh and penetrates the soul to divinely reconstruct the DNA of our sisters and brothers across the world and throughout time. Asheo. All right, now it's time for our questions for and from our viewers. Today's question is going to be asked to... Brother King, coming out of Georgia. All right, Brother King. What's up? What do you think, what, what's your views on the importance of the image of the Black family unit? Oh, wow. The Man, I know you shout to the energy that they show on our television. Yeah. Boy, you talking about the image that, that I see when I go to people's house personally. I'm talking about in regards to uh, how just, well, really a lot about what you said, how they attack the black family image. And, you know, along those lines. Okay. Well, the Black family image, to my knowledge, really has never been properly um, portrayed on a broad media scale, in, in my opinion. A lot of people say, how can you say that we had the Cosby show? You know? And, I mean, that was just, that was like the top 1%, you know what I'm saying, of a black family. A lawyer and a doctor, you know, in the perfect situation. Uh, you know, never was money, and, you know, finance is really an issue on the show. And then they had a lot of quote-unquote, uh, they have so many shows and, and never really represented all of the real issues that we face. And I don't know how many seasons of the Cosby show existed, but 
they still uncover the main basic. You know, we have a, give me an episode where they dealt with violence and how it affected their household. Mm-hmm. So now I see a lot more. Um, of course, the gay agenda is real. Uh, and then the, the thing that I really see as it pertains to the black family is more a white man with black women. And that is the new black family. And uh, we all know why that is. So, uh, anything to demasculate or eradicate, you know, the actual black male and the black fathers, which is what they really fear is the power of the black fathers. You know, our genetic code, you know. Uh, they're just doing anything and everything to continue to destroy that and, and anything pertaining to a positive black family image. Unless they're using it in a socioeconomic um, class that most black people do not fall in. So that still makes it you know, almost unattainable, unrealistic to most value viewers. <clears throat> so that's that's what I see that It's really sad. I can appreciate that perspective. Uh, you said uh, you talked about the Cosby, you know, and a lot of people could not relate to that. That's so true. Um, but then I also uh, I like to look at both sides of the coin. On another side that was a positive image uh, to promote uh, higher aspirations for those who may not have been able to relate to that growing up, but to have an image of that, seeing that there are, or, or, or as children we're looking at it, and it's like seeing that there are, you know, black women who are lawyers and black men who are doctors, even though they may not have been seeing that in their homes, to see that on their TV screens, you know, I think, although I think it was more positive because when you look at today, what images do we have on the TV screen? We have reality shows. We have women that are looking at men for what they can do for them. We have men looking at women basically, you know, a lot of times to use them or to capitalize off of them. You know, we we have these different reality shows and the love and hip hop, all the different cities, you know, and so when we look at those images that 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 are portrayed on TV now, based uh, versus let's say a show like the Cosby Show, you know I think it's important for us to look at both sides of the coin, you know, and know that although yeah a lot of people couldn't relate to that, now what we have on TV a lot of people can relate to that, yeah, but then if we look at us as a whole, are we are we still are we holding ourselves to higher standards? Are we still setting our goals and aspirations for ourselves to get us out of this state? Or are we now aspiring to be more rappers and more video vixens and more, you know, uh, you know, things of that nature and portraying those characteristics and, and states of mind? And I would have to say that I see the latter, you know, you see a lot of that today. So I think it, we, we just, it's, it's all about perspectives and it's all about, you know, what a person uh, 
like you say, what they can relate to, but then also, you know, looking at the positive, what they aspire to as well. Well, one thing, uh, you know, I know has been in Atlanta over the last couple of years is that even though the editing and the portrayal of the black family still exists to be, you know, dysfunctional and somewhat chaotic on the reality shows, the good news is, unlike the Cosby era, these real movies women on these reality shows are really entrepreneurs and you really can visit, you know, their uh, franchisements and uh, and you know, really can support them. So yeah, they still reckless, you know what I'm saying, when the when the when the filming is around, but a lot of us are aware that that is acting and uh, you know, it's still bad for the black family in North Dakota that has nothing, you know, that the people only have that one family and that one show to relate to that family. But, right. you know, for us in the large, you know, metropolitan areas that are predominantly, you know, black, you still have to take notice of the entrepreneurship and the, you know, real estate endeavors and stuff that these people really are doing because you know you feel like I say visit these franchises. So I do like them for that uh, you know for that aspect. Um like I said overall I think we still far short of where we should be by now. Right, absolutely. You made a very valid point and you basically uh did exactly what I what I did when you said about the Cosby show. You showed the other side, you showed the positive to even that. And I think that right there in itself speaks volumes of what we need, really need to learn how to do, to see the positive, and, you know what I mean? And to make lemonade out of the lemons. And when you think, of, right, when you think, when you think about the reality shows in that light, it's like, yeah, that can be a positive thing too, you know? long as you're aspiring to be the producer or, you know what I mean? Something like that. Like you said, entrepreneurship and uh, business minded with it. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we well, really never knew what kind of business Claire Huxley would be as far as her law or where she stood. We just knew she was a turn. We knew more about what he could do as far as delivering the babies, you know. Um, right. But if you look at it, you know, um, both of those just professions in general, like I said, are part of our, what we're under attack against, you know, the medical industry. The, and the legal, you know, absolutely. Right? So, you know, what did Keep Cliff and what did Cliff really represent, you know? Right. It, it was, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be questioned. Yep, absolutely. Well, brother, I'd like to thank you for sharing your input today on Ia Africa Speaks. What, what, what is your name? Let, let the people know your name, brother. King, that's K-I-E, capital G, and that's all I'm doing. King Biz. Well, King Biz. Keep on building and keep on striving. I say, I say, Modupe, thank you, brother. Appreciate that. Well, 
we're going to go ahead and let you go and we're going to get into the next part of the show. Okay, so tonight we're going to be talking about time in a certain aspect. Now, when you define time or when, quote unquote, they define time, they say this is their, I'm going to give you their definition and I'm going to give you the definition that I created based on my contemplation of the concept of time. Their definition says the indefinite continued progress of existence and events in the past, present, and future regarded as a whole. Now, my definition, pay attention, a rhythm of record keeping of a day in which a measured rhythm equals what is called a second. 60 seconds equals a minute, 60 minutes an hour, 24 hours a day, 365 days equals a year, and 10 years a decade, and 22 to 33 years a generation, and so on and so on. Of course, we know we can break it down in different ways, but for the purpose of today's topic, we're going to stop there. And I'm going to read it again. I'm, I'm going to read it to you again. My definition, a rhythm of record keeping of a day in which a measured rhythm equals what is called a second. 60 seconds equal a minute. 60 minutes an hour, so on, so on. So. Even at times, a person's day can feel like it went by slower or faster than normal. You know, you have days when you like, oh, man, today went by fast or oh, today just dragged by. Right. We all have done that. Now, this is saying that the same amount of time measured, the same amount of measured time for some feels lengthier. And for others, it feels like seconds are half their normal rhythm because obviously, you know, it's going faster, it's going slower. This being so, along with the fact that we know that the same amount of rhythm is being counted in each person's day, we know that, you know, everybody, you know, the second it's the same. It feels different, but it's the same. So saying all this in, in my mind, I conclude that time, therefore, is managed. Actually, it's managed by the laws and powers of the mind because thoughts are so powerfully creative and governing in their existence. One's day can actually be longer than the others because each control their own rhythm or what we call time by the powers of their individual minds, which are all a part of the collective. So when we consider the power of thought, then we can even dare fathom the science of that there, of, of, of there being multiple universes existing simultaneously. Because if in my universe, time is moving, you know, like this and in yours, it's going a little faster, you know, or, or a little slower then I have. my and, and, and based on my thoughts and what's governing my reality and what's happening for me and how what we call life is for me and what you're experiencing are two different worlds simultaneously existing at once. Two different dimensions of thought, dimensions of thought, because. Your thoughts are what are creating what's going on in your dimension, in your universe. So, you know, with, 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 when you think about the fact that someone's day, you know, your days feels long and it's short, but we know based on the laws that they've given us of what time is now, it's, it's supposed to be the same amount of time passing. 
So, I mean, when we say that, consider that, then that should also bring to mind when it says the time being man-made. Yes, because man is governing what you call time. You're governing what you call time by the powers of your mind, by your thoughts, by your subconscious and what's what's being played out there. You know, so we consciously create your to, to consciously create your own space or dimension mentality to consciously create your own space or dimension mentality to exist in. You can alter the, the state of it by what is called magic. The a the altar A-L-T-A-R is used to A-L-T-E-R alter events, situations, you know, by using candle work or whatnot. But this space that you create a space, this is the science of, you know, setting up your portal or your altar, you know, based on the, the, the way you set up different altars. But you're creating a space that allows you an avenue or a portal to that space time place, wherever it is, where no time exists, but all things exist. So you're creating this portal, like when considering work altars, you're creating this portal and when you when you create this portal, you're going into that space and you're subconsciously and in and using your intent and the elements of nature, you're creating, you're saying by using these things, I'm creating this to happen. And you insert it into that portal, that space, and it goes into that area of no time. And we're gonna stop right here and take a break. Let some ads play through here, make a little bit of money, and we're going to pick up right back where we left off. Hold that thought. Ishtar sat at the entrance in front of the Great Pyramid at Giza, thinking about the journey that was before her. All she had created and built for her descendants had been stolen from them. She sat staring into the glowing pyramid device made of Ethiopian opal that she possessed as reigning empress of Kemet. It could be fastened upon her scepter. It held the energy and power of the supreme gods. She chanted the sacred words and released her energy into the pyramid to activate it. She needed to reconstruct the monthly viewing from a few days ago. She had to be sure of what she saw when activating it under that full moon. Show me more, O oh great light. Show me more, I beseech thee, she said in the ancient language of her time. She then projected the intention of seeing next month's future viewing. The pyramid device obliged and obeyed her request. She was about to release more of her energy into the pyramid when she heard a voice from behind call her name. She turned and saw her mate Sneferu. Ishtar's heart dropped to her stomach. She knew what it meant for her to get caught at the Pyramid of Giza, performing this ritual at any other time but under a full moon. And it was far worse for her to open the portal and travel anywhere but to the places the Hermetic Council told her to. This was strictly forbidden. Sneferu ran towards Ishtar when he saw the pigment leaving her once charcoal black flesh because she was giving energy to the Pyramid. He knew of the danger that she was in. Ishtar knew she couldn't let him stop her plans. Not after what she had just saw. She knew she didn't have enough time to explain the story to him and then have enough energy to open the portal again for travel. 
She turned and ran towards the portal as she yelled to Sneferu, I must go, our children need me. Ishtar, no, he yelled. But it was too late. She had disintegrated her atoms and disappeared into the ethereal rainbow of light coming from the Great Pyramid. Purchase your copy of A Timeless Dynasty today, written by yours truly, Iya Africa. You can get your copy at thebookpatch.com, www.thebookpatch.com. Search A Timeless Dynasty, and you're all set. And welcome back, everyone. If you're just joining us, we were talking about... Uh, time and altars and creating workspaces and portal spaces and work that you do in that space which is outside of time and yet it affects all time. So this is the science behind what you do when you are creating a workspace or an altar. You know, the altar, it's a portal that you create with the elements of this realm plus spirit. And with that portal, you're in contact with the space where all things exist in one. Now, once you've created that space, you use that altar to do your work. You know, work that 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 you need to affect that needs universal change. Now, the Agun Shrine is is what. I use for the things that require changing of the minds or people involved with things in my life, an example like jobs or minor legal troubles or, you know, uh, helping to uh, generate thoughts and 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 you fit or legal trouble, minor legal troubles. You know, uh, you these are things that you're going to use Agum Shrine for. Uh, and you feed and, and and when you leave your food offerings and things, you do this because you're building their strength on the other side. You're building the uh, portal that you've created for them to come through and uh, assist in your behalf. And, and by you strengthening them because they already exist within you, but they're coming out of you and they're coming out of the dimension where they are and they have an access and a portal to be able to. Uh, intercede and 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 assist on your behalf. And by doing this, this of course builds your spiritual power because the stronger you help your disembodied ancestors to become, the stronger that makes you become. The more you're able to affect, the more that they move on your behalf. So that the strong that's gonna make the stronger you are, the stronger they are, the stronger you are. So the more you honor them with sustenance sustenance and, and vices, you know, how we set up the, the Aegon altar, the Aegon the shrine, the more they honor your commitment to that. So the more they'll be quick to move on your behalf. So spiritual work that uh, you're doing that calls for intention, invocation, and the altering of uh universal things, big things, you know, universal things, that's what you're going to use your work altar to do. 
candle work. You're going to set it up the way you're supposed to set it up. And we get into all of that. And um, your Agum Shrine, like I said, is are the, you're going to use that for things, you know, related to jobs, related to affecting people or even changing people's minds, people that you're going to interact with, you know. Um, so we'll get more into that down the line. We'll, we will build on these principles and these concepts of, of time that we talked about. Uh, I hope it sparked um, inspiration in your thinking and, and, and caused you to have uh, thoughts that about subjects that you may have previously you know, not thought about. So uh, if you have any any ideas or if you have anything that you thought about that this podcast made you think about and that sparked in your mind, uh, we'd love to hear about it and we'd love to build on it. So go ahead and drop us a message. Contact us on Facebook at House of Iyamiyaje. Uh, you can contact me, Ia Africa. Add me as a friend or follow me on Facebook. And I want to say good night, everyone. Um, and may you rise, rest well, and rise refreshed. I'm EI Africa, and you're listening to EI Africa Speaks. Thank you for joining us.